Do you wanna play a game? Do you like scary movies? Do you wanna eat some brains? Is your chainsaw arm groovy? How bloodthirsty could a talking plant be? Eat your liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Come play with us forever, cause down here we all float. I never drink wine, so you're gonna need a bigger boat. Or a throat to choke, whether you're in the prim or dairy. Got red rum where your blood from, put your dead son in the cemetery. It's him or carry, be very afraid. You'll be our number one fan and get carried away. All working, no play, you know it always means you're in trouble, son. I came to chew gum and kick ass and I'm all out of bubble gum. What if Quint killed Jaws' his father? What if the Bob's body was marijuana? What if the leprechaun got a job as a bank guard? What if the Wolfman had a cowbell instead of Every nards? scary movie made since Oscar Wilde was writing letters Had canon to watch them all and tell you how to make them better So put your earbuds in and forget what you're planning It's time to take our heads and shoot them out of a cannon 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 Shoot him out of a cannon. Shoot him out of a cannon. Shoot him out of a cannon. Head cannon. Welcome to head cannon. Tonight we have a very special guest. One of our, our oldest friends, high school buddy of ours. We've been probably, you know, I think we were really inspired by shit you were doing to get into podcasting. I think that that was yeah. what the catalyst for Brent and I to be like, oh, that's, you know, that'd be a fun thing to do. But uh, Mr. J.R. McIntyre, how are you doing this evening? I'm good. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, no, thanks for being here. Missed y'all. Yeah, miss you too, man. It's always good to talk to you. Yeah. I remember Big Jim Luger's Rest in Peace. He uh, he talked to Mike and I out of Yammerhead once at Max's place. And uh, then we were on his podcast later, and he said, you know, just being, just being on your podcast was like, oh, yeah, you can just do this. Like, it's funny how much you can inspire somebody by just doing something. Yeah. And then they see it, and they're like, I can just do that. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so happy to have done that. You guys have really taken it to another place, but uh, appreciate the, the, the nod there. No, oh, yeah. No, for sure. Oh, yeah. I still remember that night. It was, it was so fun to, to do that. And yeah, it, it, it's my hobby now. Like when people ask me what my hobbies are, like I say, oh, I like to do a podcast. It's just a hobby. You know, it's something fun to do, chill with some friends and stuff. You can laugh. I love it. It's not as weird as it used to be. People would be like, what? Before, like, what's a podcast? Yeah. Now people are like, oh, you got a podcast. Great. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, now I feel like if you're, uh, you know, a, a middle-aged white guy and you don't have a podcast, people are like, wait, what? Like, are you, yeah. don't you have to have a podcast? Yeah, there's no more LinkedIn. It's just check my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or even just like in conversation being like, oh, so what's your podcast called? You know, like, yeah. now you're bringing it up. They're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're weird if you don't have one. Yeah. <laughs> or, well, what have you been up to, Brent? How have you been since, uh, what, Monday? I guess it's been two days since we recorded, yeah? Oh, I had a good couple sleeps. I was real tired on Monday, to be quite honest, and I feel much better today. It's nice. good. Well, that worked yeah. out because you, you didn't, uh, J.R. Brent uh, yeah. got, the, he, he got the wrong movie, so he didn't actually watch the movie on Monday, so he, he couldn't really participate a whole lot. I thought you were on, I thought it was you on Monday. <laughs> oh, okay. So then it ended up being Emily Goodson, hmm. and I was like, oh, I didn't watch that movie. <laughs> the movie ended up sucking anyway. 
was the consensus, so I'm not too upset. Yeah. Unlike this movie. Um, no, yes, no, this movie. Corey, Corey, what have you been up to, man? Uh, let's see, nothing really, just editing the podcast I put up today. I did that last night, and then just, just writing. I've been writing a lot. I, I was writing some sketches for a friend of mine who's doing a... Uh, she does a show in Indianapolis called Indy, uh, Indiana Night Live. It's like Saturday Night Live, but it's like local Indiana shit. Okay. And they did a Halloween show, and I wrote some sketches for that. And they're doing a Valentine's show, so I wrote some sketches for that. And then uh, a buddy of ours... You you remember Charles Pierce, JR? Yeah? Mm-hmm. He He moved back to Indiana recently and hit me up wanting to collaborate on something. We don't know what yet. Um... But we've just kind of been brainstorming, tossing ideas around, and I, I have one I've been, an idea I've been tossed around. So I've been writing some scripts for that. Uh, so anyway, I've just been writing a lot. Whenever, whenever I went back to school, so like you know, I used to do the food service musician thing, like work three jobs, you know, delivery and all that. And I decided, you know, in my thirties, after my second child was conceived, that I would go back to school and like try to get a career and I have this awesome career and all this stuff right well when I first went back to school you know when you're first going back it, you can be kind of weary yeah. and I remember you know putting it on Facebook or something like feeling stressed you know first day back at school or something and Charles Pierce reached out to me to me out of the blue and he said here's here's uh you know the fucking Rosetta Stone of college um, let me just give you all the like tips and tricks and you know C's get degrees and don't stress over this and and don't put too much into this basket and it really helped me a lot and I always appreciate that he did that you know and we weren't really like super close in, in high school but I just thought that was really neat of him to just go hey this guy's I'm gonna give this guy all the secrets yeah. you know and it really helped me a lot that that little message he wrote me in Facebook Messenger, it, I went back to that a couple times, you know, to be emp- empowered for you know going back to school at such an older age. Nice. I've never heard C's get degrees. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, he would he would it was typical Charles like he writes good dialogue, you know, so yeah. he like he would write C's get degrees in parentheses and then write what that meant under it, like, yeah, yeah. and what I mean by that is you know. Blah, 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 blah. It, it was nice. It was, I could tell by reading it, he had been to college, so I wanted his advice. <laughs> right, the, the proof is in the pudding there. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I know some of his filmmaking stuff I had seen when I was doing, when I was more on social media back in the day, I, I always liked what he was doing, so. Yeah. And I'll never forget, he came to prom in a duct tape tuxedo. Yes, right yeah, I remember that, yeah. Right. Which it is legendary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So what, what have you been up to uh, music-wise? Uh, just played a double show at the Blockhouse with the, my two main bands, um, Arctic Char and Super Foolins. Um, in Super Foolins, I play bass and, and guitar and sing backup and do some switching around on instruments. And then in Arctic Char, I do backup vocals and drums. Um, and we played a double show. That was fun. A little tiring at 40 to play in two bands. It, honestly, loading in and out was the hard part, but um, it was a really good time. So we're both of those bands are going to start recording some. I don't know if you guys know about the new 
the way like music kind of works now with uh, playlists and stuff on Spotify, like you you have to release when you release a song, you have to release it as a single if you want it to be on a playlist, mm-hmm. and you have to release it separate from your album. Okay. So like we went back to do this retroactively with our album, which just turned a year old, and we couldn't do it because we'd already released those songs. Oh really? So what you do is you release one song at a time, or this is why you're seeing a lot of people do this, like release four or five singles before they release their album. It's so they can get those on playlists. Right. And that's how you get listens and that's how you get money. And that's how you can, you know, get yourself out there these days. So both bands are going to do, you know, Ben Fowler has a studio in town, Jefferson street music studio. And we're just going to try to do a few songs at a time and see if that works. I'm not super into this whole, like, let's get it on playlists and all that, but my guitar player is, so I'm letting him have his fun. So we're going to try to do it. It's honestly the Weird Al formula is what I call it, because yeah. he he was all locked up in like a 10-album contract deal. And then as soon it was, as it was over, he was like, I'm never signing a deal again. I'm just going to release one song, one video a year, or every two, five years whenever I need money, yeah. and I'll just do it whenever I want. Yeah, no well, one's making me do it. Yeah, and especially for Weird Al, because I mean, his the shit he does is so contextual and so of the moment, especially the way like the zeitgeist, how quickly everything moves now. Like if you wait for a Weird Al album, you know, you're hearing parodies of songs that came out a year ago. People are going to be like, I I don't know. I don't remember that fucking song, you know? Yeah, that's a good call. That's a good call. So yeah, both of those bands are recording right now. Um, and that's kind of what I've been doing. Um, I just wrapped up the podcast with Mike Jeffers, um, the half a cinch. We just wrapped that up for the year and we're done with that. So, um, kind of not doing anything podcast wise right now, just focusing on the music and my children. <laughs> nice. And that, the album that came out a year ago, that was the Arctic char album, right? Yeah, the self-titled. Yeah, album. dude, I I re- I I enjoyed the shit out of that. I listened to it I a lot. It. I need to I need to revisit it. I but I listened to it a lot when it came out, and uh, it's it's so it's so good. I loved it. Thanks, man. You yeah. have good musical taste, so I appreciate that. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, my it's my mom's. Uh, she's like the super fan because she's my mom, and I love the way she <laughs> describes it. She's always like those triple kicks. <laughs> on the drums and i don't have the heart to tell her like it's like that's not a thing you know right. i'm just like yeah mom those are for you yeah. every trip every triple kick you hear i'm an angel gets its wings or whatever <laughs> you know? so, but she uh oh man it was funny uh, I, yeah i guess i'll tell the story um so my my parents are anti-vaxxers, mm-hmm. um, yippee. Um, so they struggle to get into some of the clubs to see us. And we're sitting there the other night, and I'm sound checking on drums with Arctic Char. And my mom pokes in. She's like, they won't let me in because blah, 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 blah. And uh, long story short, we ended up getting her in. But it was just like so embarrassing at my age to have to be like, oh, God. So I start my night off with my mom being like, the bishop handled it well. The bishop was like, you can come in, but you have to wear a mask. Right. Yeah. So, like, my mom, they were there, but they had to wear a mask, and they were all like, nee, 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 but I thought that was funny. I was like, ha wear your mask. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. But, uh, you know, 
whatever your side you think uh, is right. You know, I just thought it was hilarious at 40 years old to have my, my mom coming to see me play a show and then her like be getting turned away at the door. Yeah. <laughs> and there was another dude who forgot his card who was going to be leaving. And so the drummer for the first band was just like, went to the door guys like listen there's only going to be like 40 people here <laughs> like don't turn these people away just let them in <laughs> right it's like all right all right fair fair he's like you guys want people to drink and like people to be here right so because right. i don't i can't guarantee everybody's gonna remember it we didn't tell them i guess you're supposed to do that now it's like things of learning you know in the new world yeah is you're supposed to put that on your flyer if the place requires that you know that makes sense yeah yeah yeah. No, my, I've never been asked you get turned that. away when they they barely want to come see you, so they get turned away when they come see you. Then it's like a double fuck. Yeah, know? yeah. What were you saying, Brett? I've just I've always wanted to be asked for my vax card. Yeah, it just sits in my cupboard. Like it's sat in my cupboard since I got I got the booster. I've yeah. been I've been asked a couple times. I've gone to a couple shows, like uh, comedy <laughs> shows, or when I started. Uh, sorry, I'm gonna adjust my laptop here. Um, when I started the, the improv classes I'm taking right now, uh, they, they wanted to see a Vax card, which I was, I was like, cool. Yeah, good. You know, do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. You know, I was like, I don't want to be in here with a bunch of fucking COVID people, but, but no, my, 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 uh, my mom and her girlfriend are the same. Well, I don't know when the vaccines first came out, they were like, yeah, my mom was like, yeah, we can't, we're not going to get the vaccines because her girlfriend especially has some health problems. And she was like. Yeah, she she's got health problems, so she can't take the vaccine. So I'm not gonna take it either, just to be safe. And I was like, that I, I was like that lot. Yeah. That's the that makes the opposite of sense. Like that, you know. You, but what what a you know. So at first, like especially when we first got vaccinated, and uh, we were being a little more cautious. I we're still fairly cautious, but you know, there was a period of time where like we didn't didn't see my mom, like didn't invite her to visit or anything. We were like, I you know, I don't know what to tell you. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. That's how it is. My, my mom has fibromyalgia. And claims her doctor told her not to. Yeah. So then my stepdad didn't, because again, for whatever reason, that makes sense to Solidarity. them. Solidarity. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And I mean, they've come to shows before where they've known, so they've t- they bought a test, both took it, and like took a picture with like the date next to it. <laughs> and I'm like, you're going so far out of your way. Just like get the shot already. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. But, uh, like, I'll tell yeah. my, I teach at an adult high school, and there's a lot of students there that do not have not been vaxxed. And I, 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 I've, I've only the only soapbox I've ever gone on was like, like you know, like I got I got vaccinated and nothing happened to me. Like I, I'm teaching math to you right now. <laughs> like I, I, I can count numbers. I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At the end, at the end of the day, I mean, it's like you said, Corey. We were, we were. Missing time with them, missing holidays, missing stuff. But at the end of the day, we just decided to not let that shit separate us totally and try to live together yeah. in one world. Yeah. But then, you know, you get bothered when you're on stage trying to sound check. <laughs> and they're like, right. ah, they won't let me in. <laughs> right. Well, and when the thing is, <laughs> and right, like... Mom. Like from the back of the room, you hear your mom's voice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then and then some weird laugh, like <laughs> nervous. 
some weird nervous laugh because it was like kind of a crowd of people. I mean, it was like 20 people in the room, the other bands and the sound guy and the bartender and all that, you know, because the place is opening. So she was like, <laughs> like a weird laugh, you know, <laughs> and uh, it was just weird. And I looked at my buddy Mark, that guy, like I said, the drummer from the other band, and he just went over there. I was like, he'll handle it. <laughs> uh, hopefully he'll just deal with it with the door guy and I don't have to start the night like this but uh, yeah I don't know it's just uh, it's like you guys said we're still being cautious but you kind of forget about it sometimes yeah you know, and get reminded of it but it's like it's like oh yeah I forgot about that super annoying time we just came out of <laughs> we're well, all judgy on each other and like yeah you know, well, and, well and my mom and her girlfriend like they've had COVID like four times you know and they complain and they still like are having after effects and shit and i'm like okay yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. same dude same here yeah so it took forever for their taste to come back after they got it yeah i'm like yeah i've had it too a bunch it was nothing because <laughs> i got the, got the vaccine <laughs> yeah well uh let, i want to talk about uh the movie it was kind of serendipitous that you chose this movie uh 2012's VHS, because uh, we just had somebody we just recorded last week. Somebody else chose Ready or Not, which was directed by these the Radio Silence guys. Um, and so I think I'm going to release these episodes probably in in a month because Scream Six comes out, which is directed by these same guys. So I'll probably you know just a little celebration of the the new Scream movie. I'll probably put these these movies up. But um, nice. but yeah. But uh, what so what what made you uh, choose this movie? Well, I mean, I've always been a fan of the segment horror movies, you yeah. know. Um, I'd say the very first one I can remember is probably Creep Show, and then Creep Show Two, and then as we got older, like Tales from the Crypt, Tales from the Hood, yeah. uh, Tales from uh, Two of them that a lot of people haven't seen. If you do like the segment horror movies, are Tales from the Dark Side, and there's one called Body Bags, um, and the hmm. Body Bags ones. I think there's even a Toby Hooper uh, segment in there, which is like really freaky. He never did stuff like that. So, um, but I've always been a fan of them. Like, there's a new one, a couple new ones, one called Southbound that was really good. But I remember when this one came out, there was that wasn't really a thing, it wasn't a trend or anything. It was just this movie had this alluring cover of a bunch of VHS tapes forming a skull, yeah, and it just said VHS on it. And it was kind of like, you know, a lot of people made a whole career and not selling the whole farm and trying to be mysterious. And I, I like to tend to reward art when it does that now still. Yeah. Because I miss those days when we didn't have the internet and we'd be like speculating on the tool singer, you know, <laughs> is he a Nazi? Is he a good, you know, like you, you never, you know, you, you didn't know who the bass player of Bruce Springsteen's band was. So unless you had the vinyl, you just had to deal with not knowing who it was till someone you were around knew. Right. Yeah. Well, that's, but, well uh, there, there was a, a, man, I forget who it was. You might've seen this. There's like a stand up comedian who talks about, he's like, yeah, there was, he was like, just like maybe 20 years ago, you would have a thought like, Oh, I wonder what, like, where was Tom Petty born? And he was like, yeah. he was like, you just didn't know. You just had to wonder. You just would have to be okay with wondering. Yeah. yeah. And I love that. I miss that mystery. And so VHS kind of had that and it wasn't a front runner. It wasn't like a trendy one. I believe the first time I saw it was on shutter. Um, and I still didn't know it was a segment movie when it started and it doesn't, it takes a minute. You have to kind of, 
you have to kind of figure out that it's going to be different segments after the second one. You don't realize like the the whole through line of the the, the guys in the movie is a segment itself as well, mm-hmm. and all that. So it was an interesting movie. I know um, I'm a fan of the show, and I've been on a few times. I know it was a a, a series of movies um, as well. There's like VHS two, VHS Spiral. They just the newest one they came out with was like '94, which is a '90s based one. So you know, I thought it'd be kind of a cool group of movies to talk about on the show that you guys haven't covered yet. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. We, I, I haven't, I haven't, I only watched the first one. I, I didn't get a chance to watch any of the other ones, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you, have you, JR? I fear we'd just be covering the first one. I've seen all of them. Yeah. Are they, are they as good? Are they as good as the first one? You think? I'd say the first, the second one has my favorite, uh, favorite sketch in it. Um, I guess you call them sketch segment uh, <laughs> segments, um, but they're um, it's the, it's the very last one and the second one is one of my favorites. It's freaking creepy as hell, but they're they're varying degrees, I would say, and I would say this one is probably up there in the top three. Yeah, uh, the '90s one was okay. It was it was pretty good. Um, the viral one was okay. I'd say the first two, if you're gonna watch a couple of them, check out this one and the second one for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, I really liked this one. I thought, you know, there were, you know, some stronger segments and some weaker segments, but, um, but yeah, I, mean, I, and I do love a good anthology. I don't, I don't know. There is something. And I think the only other, uh, anthology movie we've covered on this podcast, I think is Cat's Eye, which was another Stephen King. Movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, this is the Drew Barrymore segment. Yeah, yeah. 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 That was good. I like that movie. Yeah. It's fun, but this was this was weird. I don't the fact that it is a found footage anthology movie was kind of I don't know I don't I don't know that anybody surely there's another one somewhere, but I don't know you know if if anybody else has done that. Yeah, there's there's a couple things like um like like and I don't want they're not spinoffs at all, but like there's something called Back Rooms oh, on YouTube, yeah. which is interesting. I remember watching one of them and thought it was very interesting, but then. I, I looked it up again today and they've now created like a lot of them that almost seem like it's geared towards children. Hmm. And so like the idea of the back rooms would be that like uh, some filmmakers found like a, like a big like, warehouse kind of thing. And I'd imagine they like uh, repeated different hallways to make it seem like it was a big labyrinth with something chasing them. And, but it's, it's very cool. Like much like VHS uh, having just these like point of view things. Uh, I think like the last one, the last segment is my favorite in VHS, no. and it's it's with the guy with, in the bear costume. Yeah, <laughs> and he he's a nanny cam. Is what he says. <laughs> I love that one the most because it seemed the most reproducible, or uh, what's the word? Um, like it seemed like I I could have made I would have had fun making that in a weird house yeah. up until the last few minutes when it was like a little bit of CGI added in. I think. It yeah, like some it has to be. CGI. A couple of those rooms had to be. Yeah. Yeah, but it was all like practical effects that made sense and were freaking cool. Yeah, and that that was probably like my that. my favorite one too. And I guess yeah, we we don't have to go in any particular order. Uh, Sorry. No, yeah. you're fine. No, 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 because that was my favorite too. I I think maybe that one yeah. or the first. I really like the first one too. Um, but but no, that yeah. last one, and it was the last segment that was directed by those guys, the Radio Silence guys, the Matt Bertinelli, Olpin, and and Tyler Gillette, who also directed Ready or Not and the and the new Scream movies. 
Um, but yeah, I, I, I thought that was great. And this, the effects and the hands coming out of the wall and especially at the end when they're running out of the house and like t- a table spinning over here and like shit's happening over there. And, uh, yeah, yeah it was, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was really neat. I like the walls being sucked into the floor and all that. Like whenever you just like your depth perception is messed with for like two seconds. Yeah, I like because you know you guys know and a lot of people know that like how much work it takes to get those shots and they're just like one one shot for a <laughs> second. You see the room with all the hands. Yeah, and you're like man, yeah. that took so long to get that shot that yeah. you just see for one second. Yeah. You know? Well, and they, they, they must have hidden the winches very well, like having people sucked up into the into the ceiling. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that was crazy. very cool. It, like it looked real. It was neat. Yeah, yeah, that's probably where some CGI came in because, like you said, they're yeah. they're very practical with their effects on that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's. Did you guys? Did you guys read? There's also like an alternative ending to that one. <clears throat> I I think I did see that. Because yeah. that one ends with them in the car, right? With yeah. the train. Yeah. There's an alternative ending where it's just them walking and they got out of the car. And then the, right. and then the train hits the car and explodes. <laughs> That's the alternative ending. They don't know. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Like, no, it's a horror movie. Let's, they have to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny that they kind of, you know, you the, the guys have that woman tied up and you're like, oh, what are these guys doing? And they try to rescue the woman. And then it turns out that she's, you know, she's obviously yeah. a, a demon or something you know yeah yeah. that'll teach you to rescue damsels in distress i just love the scene when they go up the steps and they think it's a party which is hilarious and they go up the steps and people are doing a ritual and they like chime in like yeah yeah everywhere they say they start chanting along and these guys just look at them and they're like who the fuck are you yeah yeah wrong house bro yeah (laughs) and and as funny as that segment was like I don't. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a of a movie or anything where I've seen a a haunted house done better, like where the house comes alive and it's you know it kind of it made me think of um in the Stephen King's Dark Tower novels. There's a scene where uh this kid goes into a house and basically the house comes alive and tries to eat him, and it just describes like the boards, like the wooden planks and everything, like forming into the shape of a hand and like. It really just describes this house tearing itself apart, turning into this monster. And, yeah. and it, I don't know, it's so evocative. And I've always been like, man, that I don't even know how you would do that. Cause you read it and you're like, yeah, this is fucking wild. But then I'm like, I don't know how you would make that look real, you know, like how you would make them could do it in a movie to where it didn't look lame or whatever. But this movie, I was like, oh man, like something like this would be close to kind of what I, imagined reading that yeah. scene you know it was almost like a dream like like suddenly the, the, the doorknob disappears or like you want oh, to go yeah. out the window but the house creates more house instead of less window you know and less window and yeah closes up. yeah, yeah. Cool. i did like that when the doorknob disappeared yeah <laughs> yeah it was like what would happen in a dream if you were trying to run away from or something it was cool yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh man so what so was it the second scene with the with like the like the possessed girl that's like all like drugged up on the bed or is that the first one uh, uh that's the, the first one with the okay. uh, with the guys at the okay the guys that were trying to get laid yeah it opens up with them being like kind of dicks like breaking stuff with bats 
Well, yeah, so that's what I was going to... The movie begins with, like, a weird tone of them, like, them, like, destroying property. Then they assault a woman in, like, a mall uh, parking lot, like, grab her tits and shit. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, real, real, you're kind of, like, the tone for your, like... And then, and then there's this weird vignette type, like, short story of this guy who we're watching try to hide us while he's banging this chick and he's trying to film her Mm -hmm. and she finds the camera in the middle of it. He's like, no, she's like, is that a camera? And then it stops. So it's this weird, like, you know, and I thought about it as like a movie dork because none of these have, none of these little segments have that whole slasher genre woman like objectified that you get in every horror movie you know in fact there's a lot of like women empowered stuff in it yeah. you know or the or the woman is the monster or whatever right. it is right and so it's so weird that it begins with this heavy-handed like misogynistic tone like right and just right re- off the bat like yeah. you're just like kind of grossed out and then and then they get this job to go get this tape and they break into the house and here we, here we go. And we start, you know, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I thought that was such a weird, when I went back and watched it, I was almost like, Oh no, I hope this movie's all not like offensive. And shit. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't remember it was going to be like this. Yeah, yeah. Just, just two hours of women getting assaulted. <laughs> right. Well, right. that, that whole line where we crossed over into like that stuff you just don't see anymore happened pretty quickly. Yeah. You go back and watch stuff from like 2012 and you're like, Ooh, <laughs> like, wow, that's real yeah. bad. Yeah. Well, and that's, yeah. and, and like you said, the, so the framing story where the guys are like assaulting the woman and then they break into the house and they find all the VHS tapes that kind of frames all the segments. I get like trying to think of how how I would have placed the segments. I feel like I get why they placed them the way they did. Like they've you've got the first one with the guys like trying to get laid and they end up taking that harpy home or whatever. I get why you would put that first because that's pretty that's a that's a strong segment. You know, it, it really pulls you in. And then I get why you have that haunted house one last because that, in my opinion, is maybe the strongest segment. So you know, you want to start well, you want to end well, and so I get why they placed them the way they did. But to go from the framing story, which is a bunch of dudes being like misogynistic assholes. And then you transition to the first segment, which is like three other dudes filming themselves being misogynistic asshole. I was like, wait, are these different guys? Are these the same guy? Right. Like, I didn't That's even realize call. they were different guys at first. So that was a little, I don't know. I mean, I got it. But at first I was like, wait a minute. I, I don't get, what are we doing here? Like, what are the, you know, I yeah. thought it was the same yeah. guys at first. Good call. Yeah. But, but I do like that first one with the, uh, oh man, that the, the, the woman is just so creepy at first. She's like, I like you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. She like whispers it almost. Yeah. <laughs> it's like she's like doing like a death chant to him of I like you. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. Some when... kind of, and he's so funny playing that role. The guy who's like too timid he's all timid but he's really just a good guy looking for a good time but he doesn't want to be too disrespectful but he also like with his buddy who's trying to bang everything that's awake right or not awake (laughs) yeah and it's interesting like the the the, the weird guy on the couch who's just like laughing yeah it's like 
what the fuck? Like, he, just, he can't believe it's what's happening. <laughs> and he, he totally tells the guys, like, she's done. She's passed out. Like, Yeah, they made it a point to be like, she's passed out. You have to stop with her. Right. Yeah, I was glad to hear something like that, even if it was coming from a dude who just, like, lost out of yeah, his mind. Yeah, like, well, right. at least there's a line somewhere, you know? But. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but when people are getting, like, brutally murdered, there is a pretty intense scene where they don't even show anything, but he's hiding behind the, the hotel bed. Yeah. He's like, here's shit, and it's like, go. Run now! Yeah. Run. And he's like not going. Yeah, I well, then, myself like screaming that in my head. Well, and then he like peeks around for a minute, and you just see her like toss the guy's cock and balls behind her. She's just like <laughs> torn his junk off. <laughs> yeah, just slashing him open. Yeah, but it's funny. Right before she does, right before they like it gets all uncomfortable, he his chick passes out on him. So he moves over to this other chick and, and they see her feet for a second. Yeah. And they're like, Oh yeah. Unquestionably demon feet. Right. Like there's no, like maybe she didn't wear sandals. Like there's no, like maybe she was walking in the mud of Woodstock. No, there's like, they're unquestionably like demon feet. Right. And, they're just they just go right by it. Like, yeah. Oh, oh well. Yeah, they're, they're covered <laughs> like in scales. Early twenty something with like an eighty year old woman's feet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I think I think the one guy says something, but the other guy is just so like drunk and fucked up and just like he's looks, like fuck it. Yeah, he's like yes. oh, whatever. Yeah, he probably said something like, I'm not having sex with their feet. Or yeah. <laughs> he's like the classic Tad or whatever that guy is. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was, I knew he was first dead in the movie because oh, he yeah. was just so obnoxious. Yeah, he so. was asking for it the whole time. <laughs> but but no, but that, man, and the fact that it ended up being a harpy, because I, like, I was like, what are we doing? Is this a vampire? Like, you know, what kind of... And, the, and the, the woman who played it, what's her name? Um, Hannah... Freeman, I think, Furman, something. Um, I mean, she looks like otherworldly and kind of, uh, you know, it kind of, I, I haven't seen the movie in a long time, but it kind of reminds me of Splice. Where, oh, yeah, yeah. Like the, the woman in that looks like she just has this otherworldly look about her. Um, yeah. But then even at the very end where you think he's escaping and then she just like grabs him and swoops him up into the air and the camera's just like in the air. Uh, man, I thought that was all so great, you know. Yeah, it was great, and there's supposedly some kind of spinoff movie of it I called saw that. Siren. Yeah, I, I've never heard of it or seen anything about it. Which you know, what's a harpy? I mean, I thought it was just a succubus or whatever. Same thing. I'm not a real like first on that shit. I'm not either. Yeah, I don't. If if there's a difference between a succubus and a harpy and a siren, I'm I don't know what it is. So I don't. Yeah, know. me neither. Yeah. You'll have to forgive my head cannon. <laughs> <laughs> my ignorance. No, no. <laughs> Doing it. <laughs> No, but yeah, I think that that same woman is in it and everything, that movie, the spinoff you're talking about. Yeah, I would think because she's like you said, she's got that real alien look. Well, well, the funny thing is, like, I really like how that one ends. Like you were saying, of course, we think he gets away, then he doesn't. But like the whole turn on her, him being so afraid of her and her finding him. And then she starts to perform fellatio on him. Right. But her her face is split open because she's like this thing. And he's like crying and not into it or i guess not not showing signs down there that he's into it and so she starts getting offended and crying and being upset yeah um which gives him the chance to get away my face open and do this first my feet now this 
but yeah, so I thought that was kind of a, a hilarious flip on the whole, like, yeah, you know, her being afraid of them and then, then him being afraid of her, you know, like, yeah, I thought it was really good. Yeah, and then the whole glasses are the camera, so the glasses fall, and he goes flying away. But then we fall as the glasses and hit. That's when I you first kind of get the, okay, this is going to be some experimental kind of camera work and stuff in this movie. Yeah, which is neat. They have I feel like segment horror movies they have a little more balls to do thematic stuff like this because it's only a short sequence. Yeah, and they can take that chance, you know. So, yeah, and if yeah, if it doesn't work. Oh well, like you'll there'll be a new one in ten minutes, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly, and that's kind of how you feel watching it. You yeah, know? like you're like, all right, this one wasn't great, or this one's starting great, but at least there's three more. You know. Yeah. 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 Did you guys? Did you guys say that 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 lady is in other sequels of this? That the, that... Sa- the same the same woman who played the, and I think you're right, Jr. I think I did read somewhere maybe in the description that they, they call her a succubus. Yeah. But then, okay. but then the movie Brent, there was a movie that came out in 2016 with this same actress that's called, and the name of the movie is siren. And yeah, I, I think it's just the, the same concept, but done as a feature length movie with, okay. with the same actress. Yeah. Got it. So it's a, it's an official spinoff. So. Yeah. And I think they, they had a spinoff of one, not this movie, but one of the other VHS movies has a spinoff as well. I think. But I, I don't know. Are I they all without without spoiling anything, Jr. Are the other it, the premise of the other tapes or the other movies? Oh. Is it that they're tapes taken from the same house, or is it like totally different premise? Oh, so the the second one is there's a kid who's been missing, a college kid, and they hire a private investigator to find him, and when they go to his house they find the videotapes and TV and stuff. Okay. And so he's got his own framed up story in there as well. And like, you know, he talks about watching him in a certain order to make it work or to whatever. It's more like that. I'll say as they go on after the second one, it's not so much the tapes and stuff. Um, It's some sort of like, I think the viral one is all like video internet stuff you know, internet videos and like dating apps and things like that, Um, which they kind of get into a little bit in this one with the uh, lady who's got the thing in her arm. They kind of do the whole like FaceTime film, which is cool. Which Again, taking that chance on that style. (laughs) Which I, I, and I, and I thought of it when I was watching this movie. So yeah, let's, let's talk about that segment. It's called the sick thing that happened to Emily when she was younger. Um, and I remember whenever this Zoom shit happened, started up, like, I remember, like, joking with people, like, it'd be fucking funny if, like, someone just came up behind someone in the Zoom thing and, like, fucking hit them real hard or whatever, <laughs> you know? Like, just, like, got, like, a home invasion during a Zoom. That's a terrible thing to say that's real funny. But <laughs> I promise if you were listen- listeners, I'm not giving you much context. It was funny. <laughs> right. <laughs> it wouldn't be actually funny, but conceptually. Yeah. Yes. But no. But so I, I kind of thought about it watching this segment and then I was just watching something the other night and it had a preview for a movie with, I think one of the guys from Harold and Kumar, uh, maybe, maybe the one who served in the Obama administration. I, I, oh, Cal, Cal Penn. Yeah, I think yeah. it was him. But there's a movie where his daughter goes missing, and he's. That's a good movie. I've seen that. No, seen no, it? no. It's Harold. It's Harold. Is it, is it the other one? Okay. It's yeah. I don't know his name. Apologies. Yeah. I don't know who plays Harold. 
but it's Cal Penn in this. In Cal this. Penn, nope. Cal Penn plays Kumar, and he is not in the movie where his daughter goes missing. It is the Asian fellow who plays okay. the dad. Oh, sorry, I can. Yeah, the names of the guys. You're right. <laughs> Which, it is that guy. That's who I was I, thinking. I can't remember his name. I'm not sure what it yeah. is. Well, and so he didn't work for Obama. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. But so, but so I saw a preview for that movie where it's all like the whole movie. It looks like takes place on the computer screen, and you just watch. You see him like looking through her Facebook, and you see news reports and clips of stuff. Brent, correct me if I'm wrong, since you've seen it. Um, but it. And, and I only learned this word in the last couple of years, like listening to podcasts and stuff, but, and because Stephen King is a fan of this style, but an epistolary story where it's like, um, I think Moby Dick has some of this Bram Stoker's Dracula, but it's where like some of the story or part of the story is told through again, for anybody who wasn't, doesn't know what this word means. Cause I didn't until recently. Um, but like a portion of the story will be told either through news clippings or through written letters, like a character writing a letter. So it's not, you know, as opposed to like narration from the author, it's, it's, you know, so, yeah. and that's a thing that's been done in written stories for years, but I wondered watching this segment and then seeing the preview for that movie, if the age of technology we're in now, we're able to create maybe what might be the first epistolary movie where it's a movie that's not necessarily narration. It's all, clips like news clips and, and stuff like that if that makes sense you know yeah i mean i think they've already done some of that with some of the music documentaries too yeah i mean like montage of heck the uh kurt cobain one that was all put together using using clips and you know all stuff that had already happened of course a lot of that was like sound clips of him but mm -hmm. i know what you're saying though um there was another one called Unfriended that was a, a horror movie that was like all these kids and then they're in a chat room and there's a mystery guy and then they all start dying and uh, that funny. one's pretty bad. The one with Harold <laughs> Kumar guy I didn't mind. Actually, that was an okay movie. It wasn't the yeah. best, but it was okay. I really liked this one. I mean, this is Joe Swanberg, um, the, the sick thing that happened to Emily when she was younger. Yeah. You know, he started all these mumblecore movies, um, supposedly like uh, found Greta Gerwig for the first time. If people know who she is, she's big in that those whole mumblecore movies. But uh, I was really um, interested to see that he was the one who did this one. Yeah. Um, but uh, this one reminded me of, like a Black Mirror episode or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I could totally see that. Yeah. That was really good. Good twist. I usually can figure stuff like this out. So in this one, when I didn't figure this one out, I was impressed. Yeah. So. Yeah, the fact that he's just like in the room next door the whole time, you know. Well, he – I think he has a lot to do with it, Corey. He is so – you don't want him to be bad. Yeah. There's a part of you where when she – when he's – on the phone with her and we're seeing the haunted people behind her. Like he is our, he's our like night, right, you know? And yeah. so there's like the last thing we want is this protector guy to be bad. Yeah. So when that flips <laughs> yeah. and they do it all the time, they've done it to Hitchcock. They've done it forever. Yeah. It's been the, the good guy. Oh shit. By every bond villain. That's a female. It's like ends up being bad. Right. <laughs> She's like falls in love with them and then tries to kill him. You know, right. like, but the, 
uh, yeah, that just that, that that blew me away. That twist, like I said, when I I don't look for them, but I can usually usually find them pretty quick. And that one was really good. I mean, it was like the ultimate gaslight, right? Yeah, my wife called it. Yeah, yeah, it really that that word popped into my head too. Yeah, because she, man, just her whole reality. Yeah, being made to think like she's insane and like yeah, that's so wild. And then at the very end, when he like he's like doing it to another girl, you're like, oh my god, it's just like. <laughs> Yeah. And how easy that would be. It's pretty, you know, if there were aliens doing this, like (laughs) how easy it would be for him to just be sitting there in the middle of a bunch of apartments going from one to the other. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Which I wasn't even sure, like by the end of it, I I was like, wait a minute. I was like, were were, were they aliens? You know, I was like, wait, what was going on with that even? But yeah. But you get it. I mean, you know, there's obviously he's working. Somebody's forcing him to like harvest these creatures out of these women you know right and this is you know you always have a couple quick ones in the middle of yeah. these segment movies there's always some quick quick ones so this was a nice fast one kind of hit you out of, out of nowhere yeah yeah hit you get you the twist and then yeah moving on yeah <laughs> well, then, do you guys uh big ty west fans have you watched any of his movies i haven't i've heard i i have not yet i've heard good things about x and pearl but i haven't watched them yet no x and pearl are very weird they may challenge your like i know you guys what movies you've watched doing this podcast and i know like what style you both kind of like and like they down they challenged me they they both did as horror movies they're very strange movies both of them are i will say okay. uh, but he's a cool director i mean he did he did the uh the second segment in this one, the second honeymoon with the, uh, yeah. I, I, this one is like, you got to watch it the first time after a first time watch. You, you can't rewatch this one again. It's just so obvious. Yeah. Like once you've seen this segment the first time and you see the twist, when you go back and watch it again, and I think Ty did that on purpose, like everything from the beginning, when she gets her fortune from the thing, like it's all so obvious yeah. Like from the very beginning, what's going on. Um, and you don't, you don't, I, I, I didn't figure this one out either. So I was kind of like, Oh crap, he got me. Um, but yeah, this is, I've watched this VHS uh, rewatch a few times, and this is the one that every time I'm just like, how did I not know this was a twist? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I had that exact same experience, and I like, you know, because they go to that fortune teller, and I was thinking, I was like, oh, you know, this is cool, like one of those machines like in Big, and then they even, they're like, oh yeah, have you seen that movie Big? Like they address it yeah. in the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I guess I had movie. Yeah, but no, you're right, because I didn't, yeah, I was like, oh, what's, you know, she's getting her fortune, and then, and I think the thing is, like, maybe what does it, it's maybe a misdirection that the guy's acting kind of weird, right? Because, like you said, with the other, with the last one, uh, or the one that's after this, I guess, you kind of feel like you're in her perspective, right? Or, like, she's our, she's our insert character, or what's, there's a word for it, but, uh whatever it is like we sympathize with her and he's being kind of creepy not creepy but weird and then there's that one part where he's like trying to force her to like film herself and she obviously does not want to like be filmed and and so i think it sets you up to it sets you up to be on her side and to kind of like be against him a little bit you're like this guy's kind of a creep like what what's his deal and then when it flips you're like oh shit i was on her side and now this is and I was even like, yeah. even at the end, I was like, oh, good. Fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was a dick. And they immediately, like, filmed themselves. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
Well, the first time that she comes in, she films them all creepily sleeping yeah. and like puts his to- uh, toothbrush in the toilet and all that shit. Yeah. And then we see him brushing his teeth the next day. Yeah. Which is funny. Little Ty West thing. Yeah. Well, no, and that man, that scene where the camera comes on, and because it's filming her first, and <laughs> and you're like, okay, what, well, like, and again, you're like, this guy, what is this guy doing? He's being a fucking creep. She told him not to like film her, and then when the camera like swivels around to him. It's, you know, and I, I don't, I had a reaction that I don't often have watching movies where I was like, oh, I was like, oh shit, it's somebody who like, it's a third person. Who the fuck is this? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> they kind of show her walking in the parking lot for a second. Like I said, you watch it a second time and you're like, ah, this is so obvious. Yeah. Like, it, that it was the, her and she's the jealous lover. And plus, you know what he does? Is he plays on our fucking assumptions that there couldn't be this girl walking around the parking lot couldn't be an ex-lover, right? Right. Because we just don't assume women and women, even in our society today, culturally, we just don't take that as the first stab at a, at a jealous lover, right? Right, yeah. Um, and so uh, kudos to Ty West to make me feel like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Making me assume like, oh, there's no way. Of course, I'm looking for out for some dude, you know, to come busting through the door or something. And then it's course, it's like, um, you know, that's the only way they could really pull it off, though. You know, kind of sneaking in and being being coy while he was sleeping. But uh, yeah, that's a not a huge fan of stabs to the neck and then the person dies real slow. Like uh, Gone Girl kind of ruined that for me. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if you guys have seen that movie, but real brutal stab to the neck, slow death scene. Uh, It's real bloody too. And there's just something about that. Like I'll watch day of the dead people getting ripped in half and like, I don't even care about any, any type of gore usually, but there's something about that. Like, cause they know they like see you and they're like, you just stab me in the neck right. and now I'm going to slowly like die and there's nothing I can do about it. You know, <laughs> right in the freaking jugular. Uh, <laughs> oh man, that, I don't know why that reminds me of there's a, on one of the Wu-Tang albums or maybe it's the liquid swords. I don't know, but there's like an intro, you know, they, cause they take clips from all the old Kung Fu movies, but there's one clip where a guy's like, all my life. I heard that when you cut a man's neck, there's a sound like whistling wind and all my life I've wanted to hear that sound, but to have it happen to my own throat is ridiculous. Ah. <laughs> that sounds like liquid swords. I, I think it, yeah, it's man. It's so, it's funny though. <laughs> but, uh, also, well, the, no, I think there's one more segment, which is nestled. Like, in, oh, yeah. It's nestled in the middle. I don't, I don't know. It was, I like the concept. It was probably probably my least favorite segment. Um, yeah, it was still okay. Uh, yeah, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Yeah, no, no, it wasn't no. Bad. But uh, but I, I, even the name Tuesday the seventeenth is the name of the segment, which I just like. Obviously, you know, a play on Friday the thirteenth, but right. But and it, it's a funny idea that a girl would use some friends as bait. I think that's funny. Yeah, because she obviously knew a lot of them, if not all of them, were going to die. So like what a like at the end of at the end of the day what a like shitty thing for this Wendy girl to do she's yeah. like but she's their new friend so you know yeah well you almost feel like she selected people she didn't like or you know because she yeah, tell, yeah. you feel like that guy's getting on her nerves and she's like you're gonna fucking die <laughs> yeah yeah well and I, it it also has that thing where like 
you know, you can't kill Michael Myers. That's that's true. You know, you can't kill the boogeyman. But like this supernatural thing, like this glitch, like there's just absolutely nothing you can do. And like, there's something to like a horror movie where you can like get away that I like, you know, um, in in my psyche, it it makes me watch it and be like, go, go, go. You can get there. Uh, but dude, something like that, you're just completely and utterly fucked. Like there's nothing you can do that glitches. And then, you know, we see that at the end, there's nothing you can do. Well, Um, I mean, there is right. Like she brought them up there to hunt the glitch, right? Yeah. At some point set up traps. Yeah. She did. But like, was she not worried about the glitch then? (laughs) And then like, if the glitch just lives in the woods in that one remote area that she never has to really go to. Why is she like on the offense suddenly? <laughs> yeah, and if she made it out of there the first time, why go back there? Yeah, <laughs> of all places. <laughs> yeah, which I did like. I I like the... this glitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no, I, I liked the way they did the glitch, and it looked cool. And yeah. and again, I was like, I got the impression that that's what it looks like on video, but if you were seeing it in real life, it would look it would look different, you know, cause she even says, Oh, she says at one point, she's like, why can't I film you? Or why can't I get you on film? Something like that. So, you know, it seemed like whatever the creature was, the glitch that we saw in the film was probably different than whatever she was seeing in reality. You know, it like, tries to say something. It tries to make some noise, but then we see her turning into a glitch too. At oh, the end. yeah, that's right. It, it was just like, get off my land. <laughs> yeah, just like <laughs> I told you once, get off my front yard. <laughs> if they turn the camera off and you could see, it's just some old hillbilly. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck you doing, man? <laughs> it's just some like extensive ghillie suit. That makes him look like a glitch. Yeah. Like, that's a hell of a I made it out of a bunch of old fax machines. <laughs> <laughs> one, one thing I did not really love about this, and I'll say VHS 2 does it a little better, is the whole frame narrative yeah. is confusing. Like the way it happens, it's it's like every scene is supposed to be like, ooh, what's happening now? Or or we're left with like the dead body's gone now, or you know, and even when it kind of comes to a head, um, it's still like almost not scary, even you know. Yeah. But that guy, the director, it's funny because it's all that found footage. Um, that director did Blair Witch. Uh, um, the remake, yeah, is, right. Yeah, it was so, like, very interesting. He was all into that kind of found footage, handheld cam type of stuff. Um, he also did a movie I really like um, called The Guest, um, okay. where there's this, this dinner party, and this guest comes to it. With that's Frasier a- guy? Uh, yes. Oh, sorry. Are, I saw that Kelsey, Kelsey Grammer? Not Kelsey Grammer, his brother in that movie, or that show. Um, Miles? Miles or yeah. Is that who's in it? No, I don't think so. Oh, sorry. There's one. No, it's okay. This one's like kind of newer. It's from 2014, but it's it's a good movie. I highly suggest it. It's like a thriller kind of horror. I would say horror, more of a thriller. And he also did Year Next, which I don't know if you guys saw. Um, that's ha- a new one. Yeah, I've, I've, I read. And I think so, some of these actors, it seemed like some of the actors and crew from who were in this also did Your Next. 
Yeah, yeah, they're all kind of probably ragtag team at this point when this movie is being made. But yeah, I don't know. It, it eventually you forgive it because the segments are so good, especially that very last one. But there's the frame narrative idea was pretty cool. I just feel like it missed the mark a little bit in the first movie. Like yeah. I said, they clean it a little bit up in the second movie, and it actually has some plot and makes a little bit of sense. <laughs> and you kind of know why you're creeped out and scared at right. the end of it. Um, where this one, you're just kind of like, okay, what the hell? That guy was a zombie, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, know, like... yeah. And even like as, as they were going through, I was like, wait, do they do they die when they watch a videotape? Like what? Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah was... Well, and if if he if he supposedly is a zombie, like whenever you look up like you know the IMDb and read through the plot of it, and like it it's he, he's supposed to be a zombie. Mm-hmm. But I'm like sitting there thinking. What a patient zombie just like sitting there in that chair while watching this kid watch him video. Right. <laughs> He's like brains, but not right now. Yeah. <laughs> First. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I thought it was a little bit loose. And it, they could have made that a little bit scarier because honestly, I just wanted to pay off of the dudes doing that to the women i wanted a little bit more payoff you know like i felt like when when the way the movie begins that we're gonna see each of these dudes die like a bad death right <laughs> you know <laughs> but they just kind of leave it a little a little loose and again you're scratching your head you're kind of like i think i know what just happened i get yeah like the video killed him but but then he disappeared right yeah <laughs> but i don't Okay, we'll just watch another videotape. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just on to the next one. <laughs> like that's your next step ever in that situation. Well, I'll just put another videotape in. Like, what do you fucking beat us? Like, <laughs> I'll just put another videotape in. <laughs> oh man, we were watching. I showed my daughters uh, Airheads for the first time the other day, oh, nice. which is that's uh, it's a fun movie. They really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. But I I forgot they get a when they're at the radio station they get they like take callers at one point. Uh, <laughs> And and they get a, one of the phone calls. They're like, uh, "Yeah, is this is this you know W?" And I was like, "Oh fuck, it's fucking I forgot." Beavis and Butthead yeah. call into the radio station in that. Oh movie. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they play. I, want, I don't want to get I want to get too off topic, but I uh, just saw an excellent um, Adam Sandler Brendan Fraser interview, and they talk a lot about that movie, and it's really good. If you can find that on YouTube, highly recommend. They talk about Farley and they talk about all the stunts and like how fun it was to record the movie and, and all that. So nice. I thought that was pretty neat. You know, I feel like I might've seen a clip from that where it says, is there a part where like Sandler's talking about how he was, he pushed for Frazier to get cast or something? Or am I thinking this? Uh, maybe they might've been joking too, though. He might've been, been like, yeah, yeah. I, I'm the one who got you. You know, <laughs> you're welcome. I was, Cause Sandler was a nobody at that point. That's true. Know? Yeah. So yeah. he's like, yeah, hey, I told him to get you in there. You were, you were pretty good. I said, I said, you know the guy from Encino, man? You need that guy. <laughs> get that <laughs> but guy. But for some reason, uh, Vanity Fair's been having Sandler interview celebrities, and it's actually very entertaining because oh. it's Sandler, you right. know, not some interviewer interviewing him. So it's like he's done like Brad Pitt and a bunch of people. So that one was really good because, like I said, they talk about airheads. They talk about Farley. Because Farley's got one of the best scenes in that movie, and I guess he just flew down for a weekend, and they all like partied, and it was just him being a cop, you know. Nice. So yeah. like, he's just walking around like, "Let me see your permits, boys," <laughs> you know, like all walking around like a cop after him, probably. Yeah. No, well, I love that scene where he goes to the nightclub, and those guys are like giving him shit. Yeah. 
You know, and like, what are you gonna do, fatty? And he like tears the guy's nipple ring out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just looks at it like. Yep. yep. He's like improvise. <laughs> yeah, improvise. That's right. <laughs> nice. Was well, there anything else uh, you guys wanted to cover in this movie before we get into head cannons and wrap up? Anything we didn't touch on? I think overall it's pretty good. Like I said, if you like segment segment horror movies. Mm-hmm. Out this tier list, it's a good one. Um, not all of them, there are varying degrees of quality, but I would definitely watch the first two if I were you. A lot of good directors have come out of these movies and movies that we're seeing now, like Scream, that's about to come out. Um, the Hellraiser, uh, one of these guys did the newest Hellraiser remake. So, I mean, these are these are people doing new remakes of old things, being trusted by age-old directors to do this stuff. So, um, this is kind of go back and look at their earlier work, see what you think. I was a big, pretty big fan of it when I saw it, and it's a good rewatch, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I definitely enjoyed it. So, nice. And good, Brian. I was thinking, like, um, about Corey, when we were younger, we made, we inadvertently made like a found footage movie once. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, cause Jer, I used to walk around with like a camcorder all the time. And one time we went to, it just fits. That's why I'm telling yeah. the story. No, you're, I didn't think about it, but no, it's, it's def it's yeah. If we're going to talk about this on any you know episode, this is where so we talk like, about it. We would walk around town or whatever and do bits and stupid shit like that. But, but we went to the um, the student union at IU, and you know that place that place is is like a weird like labyrinth of things because there's not that many people at least back in the early two thousands right there weren't that many people walking around, and we were just like walking around and there's all these banquet halls with giant like Game of Thrones doors <laughs> opening into the places you know. And, and I remember Corey and I were walking into these corridors and stuff, and there'd be, like, people dressed in, like, like, like tuxedos or, like, goth girls dressed but like, up. But, like, yeah, like, 1980s-style, like, dress-up, you know? It was, like, it was, like, very obviously Weird. dated clothing they were all wearing. Having very hushed conversations, like, giving us, like, the eye, like, a real quick eye as we walked past. And it was, it was, it was just a few people at first. And then, like, we, for some reason, were going to the exact place where we were not supposed to be. Because right. we're just they're, they're, we're just wandering through the union, just for no reason. Yeah, they're just, like, just exploring. of people, like, of any gender or whatever, just talking in, in, in hushed tones and, like, whispering. And, like, we get to this main banquet hall. The, 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 again, the, the GOT doors open up, <laughs> and there's this, like, fireplace unlike any I've ever seen before. It was gigantic, roaring fire. And there's just a ballroom filled with goth people, like in tuxedos and like top hats and, and we're, canes. And we're filming. We've got the camera rolling this whole time. And there's like a little core group of people. We just like walk, I don't know why we just decided we walked right up to them, and we're just filming people talking. And suddenly, like like this woman goes like, "What are you doing? Are you filming us?" what's going on here? Like, like in a very dramatic way, like almost like she's like acting. And then like the entire ballroom, JR descends on us. And we are in the middle of like, I want to say 40 people. Yeah. And they're just all like, kind of like, uh, whisper berating us or like talking. I don't know. They weren't screaming. They weren't angry. And then suddenly like this, little woman with, with like a clipboard like 
like push it like Sherry O'Terry, like getting like you know like an old ninety sketch, like getting bumped by the Roxbury guys, <laughs> like pushes through to the center of the donut, and she's like, "They're not involved. They're not playing. It's okay." And people were like, "Oh, oh!" Like it was a um, Vampire the Masquerade like live action role playing game. Yeah. Oh wow. And we had no idea. Yeah, we just and they were like, "This is this is definitely trouble. These people yeah. are definitely new characters." Yeah. And yeah. So we start running. We like ran. We literally <laughs> ran. I turned the camera off because I was scared. I was like, "Yeah, sorry guys, we're not allowed to film here." We start running, and like I turned the camera back on. I don't know why. And, like, we're running through, like, offices, like, darkened, because after hours, like, people, like, you know, like, for the hotel that's there, too, like, booking things, we're, like, running through there, like, that was fucked up, oh, my God, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, like, not even remembering that I turned the camera on, and, and we're just, like, talking, like, what was that, what was that, man, <laughs> holy, I'm, like, going down staircases and stuff, right. it was Yeah, yeah we st- stumbled into a nest of vampires. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. <laughs> Those are the Memorial Union vampires. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, mind you tell us, man. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> sounds like a good. Sounds like good head cannon there. Yeah. <laughs> Was that, you, you saw. You still have that video? There's probably no way you could watch it still. I have. It's out of you. Wait, wait. This is a good. This is actually interesting. Wait. Yeah, I'd be interested to see that one, Brent, and the one from where we interviewed Mr. T. <laughs> oh gosh, I remember when you guys I did actually that. Actually, have. A VHS. Oh, nice. There it is. It says it says Mr. T on it. I can see it. Yeah, what Mr. else is it? it? Some uh, Aaron's back- house. It's backwards from Bacon. Yeah. Oh, Kirkwood. T, oh, the Kirkwood horror story. Oh, I've got it. No vampires in Union. <laughs> right there it is. On your VHS tape. On your fucking VHS tape. Hell yeah. Nice. I was hoping it was on here. I, did, I was going to look at it before we we, we recorded, but yeah. it's on here. I'd love to see I'm that. I'm going to watch this. Yeah. Dude, don't watch it, dude. Don't watch it, dude. <laughs> I think I have a VCR. You know what? I'll hook it up to my TV and I'll record the, uh, the screen. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. did it for the Mr. T segment like a few, like quite a few years ago. But now I'll look at the and I'll I'll put it on Facebook and I'll I'll tag you guys. Holy cow! <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Be careful watching that video though, man. Yeah. <laughs> Could be cursed. Well, is it because like you'll be you're in the background, you're too embarrassed? <laughs> yeah, it's like too embarrassed. Yeah. I'm like in a powdered wig, like you don't say. <laughs> <laughs> you have a goblet. Yes, totally. Drinking bean juice. <laughs> Pretending it's blood. Blood. Oh, I can't wait to watch that. <laughs> nice. I can't believe you had it so close to you. <laughs> you were, I thought you'd be gone like for a while. No, no, no. Like, it was right there. It was ready to go. We have VCR things as relics. I don't even know why we keep this shit. Like, we have like, I'm looking at The Lion King and The Wizard of Oz on VHS. Nice. And some, sh- some like, compilation of share music videos oh, nice. <laughs> nice. next week in a bit of confusion and unexpectedness from everyone involved we're talking about 2019's the intruder so be sure to check that out or not brent didn't it's totally up to you and as always you can follow us on social media on facebook at danger explosion presents headcanon on Instagram at HeadCanonPod, on Twitter at HorrorMoviePod, and you can always follow the subreddit r slash HorrorMoviePod. 
Awesome. Well, do you guys, uh, either one of you want to jump in with your headcanon first, or, or I can go, it doesn't matter to me. I'll go first. Okay. Okay, I thought of a new remake of the movie. Okay. But it's just Jerry Maguire, but it has Cuba Gooding, Cuba Gooding Jr. every six minutes and 66 seconds spliced in shouting, show me the money. <laughs> <laughs> We should we should have saved that for last. I don't know. <laughs> really, I thought it was gonna suck. That's why. I was like, no, no, I like it. I I have seen. I can't remember a specific ex- example, but I've seen videos on YouTube where it's like, uh, it'll be like Rick Astley's never gonna give you up, but every time he says never gonna give you up, the video starts again. So it like you get to the first never going to give you up and then the music video starts again and you got to watch the whole thing. And then it goes back to the point in the original one where you listen, you like watch the video again. And then the next time he says it, it throws in another, I don't know. So it's like a nesting doll of, of the same video, like nested within each other. If that makes any sense. I think so. That sounds awesome. I kind of want to watch it just to see what you mean. <laughs> I'll have to find an example and send it to you, but it's, yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah. Anyway, that also sounds cursed. Yes, another cursed, <laughs> cursed video. <Yeah. laughs> Do you, uh, Jerry? You want to go ahead with yours, or, or you want to close sure, out? Sure, sure. So mine is, um, you know, one of our favorites is Amateur Night, the first one with mm-hmm. the, with the succubus, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought it was kind of cool they had a spinoff film, but I, I had my own idea for for a spinoff film. Okay. And it's this, the succubus after she takes Clint. She takes him up to her old burnout medieval castle, you know, it's has no insulation. It's up on a mountain somewhere, you know, and she locks him in one of the rooms to do her bidding whenever she needs. Mm-hmm. As he's living in this castle, he starts playing the harpsichord. Okay. She hears him. She walks by the door and she hears him in these beautiful melodies. So she decides she gets a little bit of a warm empathy, empathetic part of her heart. And she decides to say, all right, look. Listen, you're really good at the harpsichord. I want to let you make a deal with the devil to get out of here. And he says, okay. So she goes down. She goes makes an appointment with the devil. Tells him this whole story about everything. The glasses, the video camera, everything. How she and the devil thought it was fucking hilarious. Like, I should make a movie about that. Uh, and he tells, he, she says, okay, so I really think you should make him a musician. He's really good. and Let him make a deal with you, right? So devil says, okay, that's cool. So she says goodbye to him, flies away forever. The devil says, okay, I'm going to make you a musician. You're going to be a pianist. You're going to be one of the better pianists of your time. But the only thing is you have to remain a nerd looking like you do, and you have to wear these thick glasses all the time. Um, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is how we got Ben Folds. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> nice. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This the Amateur Night is a Ben Folds origin story. <laughs> it is. It is. It's the true uh, biography of Reinhold Messner. That's a real deep Ben Folds joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, my head canon it has to do with the uh, the sick thing that happened to Emily when she was younger. So, you know, she her boyfriend, I guess if you want to call him, he comes in and like uh, surgically extracts this this little creature out of her right, and then all these other little creatures take it, and and so we never know what happened to it. But but if you follow the creatures, you you watch them like walk from her apartment, and they go downstairs with this little you know, newborn little creature and, and they go downstairs 
and uh, you know they they're walking through the halls, they walk through the the foyer, you know they're walking past the laundry room, they walk into the kitchen, and then you know one of the guys has a frying pan going, and he just just puts it in the frying pan, fries it up, and that's it's just their dinner. So all they're doing, it's just, that's just that's how they that's how they harvest their dinner. <laughs> that's gross. Arm to table. <laughs> <laughs> you did it. You did it. <laughs> nice. That was. Yeah. I just. That was a very last minute head. I was scrambling. I was like, man, I did not think of anything for this. So that last minute head cannon. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Love it. Well, you guys want to uh, say anything else? Plug anything else? Point people anywhere? Jr. Toward your stuff before we sign off here. Yeah, yeah, just check out Arctic Char, Arctic Char Band on Instagram and Super Foolins. It's one word, just like you think it's spelled, Super Foolins. Um, check that out on Instagram, too. Check out if we're playing any time in the future. And who knows, maybe Mike and I will start up another podcast again. We'll see if he, he thinks of any ideas when we end up doing it. But we're, for now, we're taking a break. So Yeah, nice. Awesome. Cool. Well, great to have you on. Always a, always a pleasure to talk to you. Everybody at home, thank you for listening. And this has been Head Cannon. Ah!